filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calagiri. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week I'm condensing a book down to its core golden nuggets, saving you all that time from having to read it or reread it yourself. If you have some time on your hands, if you have like one or two minutes, I'd really appreciate it if you went online, go to iTunes and rate and review the show. If you feel I'm worthy of a rating and a review, then I really appreciate it. For those of you who have gone online and done that already, thank you so much. And for those of you who haven't yet, hopefully one day I can get you to do that. In any case, what book are we focusing on today? We're talking about The 12 Powers of a Marketing Leader by Thomas Barta and Patrick Barwise. Now, when I see this book on the bookshelf, I got to pick it up. Got to pick it up. I love books that tell me, you know, 12 things or five things or the three things. Those kind of books, they just naturally attract it to me. I love it. It gives me some focus. So in The 12 Powers of a Marketing Leader, Barta and Barwise, they explore how marketing leaders, marketing managers, marketing directors, how they can improve their company's marketing offerings, expand their value creation zones, something they like to call the V zones, and they ensure that business performance and innovation thrive. I found this book interesting because there are seemingly endless marketing opportunities available with digital technology, social media, direct customer communication portals. And so you would think that marketing leaders should be able to excel easily by accessing all the marketing powers they possess. But it's not true. Instead, it seems that marketers are just good at doing marketing and not leading marketing. So I'm really hoping that in this book, we're able to learn how marketers can take the lead and drive real business value. So obviously with this one, with uh, 12 powers, there's going to be 12 golden nuggets. So a lot of stuff. Let's see if we can crank through this one as fast as possible. So let's get right into this one. Golden nugget number one, tackle only big issues. A marketing leader's power comes from the V zone, or as the authors like to call the value creation zone. This is where customer needs and company needs overlap. Now, most companies tend to focus on something called customer retention over what marketers like to focus on a lot of the times, customer acquisition. Now, why do companies focus on customer retention? That's because it's far more expensive to gain new customers than it is to retain existing customers. Now, again, the challenge, though, is that marketers devote a large portion of their time to locating and acquiring new customers. So to tap into this V-Zone issue, marketing leaders need to realign existing marketing models toward company goals of customer retention. Seems pretty simple. With that in mind, what kind of marketing actions do you have in place to help drive real business value by helping to retain customers? Again, a lot of the times we're focused strictly on customer acquisition, using social media, email, trying to get new customers in the funnel. And yes, while that's important, It's not completely aligned with where the company wants your focus to be. Now, I don't necessarily want to focus on customer retention versus customer acquisition because that's not really what this golden nugget is about. This golden nugget is about tackling only the big issues. Now, the big issues in a company almost always occur directly in the value creation zone, the V zone. And these issues that exist within the V zone are the only problems that a marketing leader should be tackling. And why is that? because they hold the most influence and value across the company. So if you want to be a marketing leader and you want to drive value, you want to focus on these core issues. 
Question is, how do you find those issues? Well, first and foremost, a marketing leader should start by gathering their company's top three customer needs, which are compiled from customer feedback and conversations with customers. So when was the last time you ran a customer satisfaction survey or a customer feedback survey? What do they care about? What do they want? You have to start with that stimulus. Start by driving insights from your current customers because that's going to reveal a lot of information about how marketing can play a role in helping to drive more value. That's first. Second, create a list of your CEO and the rest of the executive team's top three needs and wants for the company. Now, this is important because you want to make sure that you are aligned with the executive team because oftentimes marketing sort of acts in a silo. You know, we focus on social media and email and what have you, but it's not quite aligned with where the executive team wants marketing to be. And it sounds funny, but that's true. It happens a lot of the time. And so the executive team says, well, marketing is going to go do their thing. And, you know, the, the marketing team says, well, the executive team is doing their thing. And there's really a lack of alignment there. If you really want to tackle big issues, you need to be in alignment with your executive team and you need to understand what your customer's top needs are. Now, once you have both of these lists, this is your opportunity to tackle only the big issues because you know what the customers want. You know what your executive team wants and it's your responsibility now to determine the V zone. Find that special area that you believe needs to be focused on and do what you need to do in order to be successful in that area. Now, I know I'm being generic right now because I don't know what the problems are that your executive team has they really want to focus on, their needs, their wants, the needs and wants of your customers. It'll be across the board. And I mean, there's going to be things that you might even have to think deeper about. You might need to go to other people about to ask more questions. For example, something that confuses a lot of marketers is when they hear their executive team talking about improving profitability. Now, for most marketers, they sit there and they wonder, how can I improve profitability? Well, as a marketing leader, you might want to propose removing costly product features that customers don't use, which, by the way, would in turn increase customer satisfaction. And while you increase customer satisfaction, that's also going to make your executive team quite happy as well. So you see, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come up here throughout those surveys. And this is your opportunity to tackle the big issues. And again, to position yourself as a marketing leader that truly understands how to tackle these big problems, that truly understands the needs, the wants of both the customers, the executive team. And by focusing your attention on those things, it's going to give you a lot of credibility. Golden nugget number two, deliver returns no matter what. Now, in my opinion, this is all about communication and how well you communicate the value of what you do. Now, as a marketing leader, you need to consistently prove that marketing delivers financial returns to the company. And something I found interesting in the book was that they said that if company leaders believe that marketing is profitable, they'll allocate money towards future marketing projects without requiring explanation and without requiring different statistics and ROI calculations. Now, I disagree with that. I think that's a bad habit to get into. As a marketing leader, it's your responsibility to not only propose certain strategies, certain approaches, certain programs, but it's also your responsibility to explain how it's going to work, why it's going to work, why you think it's going to work, and different statistics in terms of what you think it's going to generate. I think it's just a good habit to get into and something you should never get out of. Now, the reason I think that's important is because marketers often believe that people know how marketing works. It's just not true. There's so much confusion as to what marketing is and how it works. And so as a marketing leader, you need to open the books to all company leaders about ongoing projects you have, ongoing strategies, and provide measurable ROI as a smart way to just allow for total transparency throughout the entire marketing function. 
This by itself will help you spread information about how marketing works, how it actually drives value, and then people are going to understand essentially why they're paying you to be there. I kind of say that tongue-in-cheek, but it's true. People sometimes wonder, they say, what do they do all day? I hear that a lot when it comes to marketers. People say, I'm not too sure what they do all day. Ah, they just spend all day on social media. Well, that is just not fair. It's just not fair. And something you might want to put in place here, you can go ahead and Google this, but I know a lot of organizations, and myself included, we use something that's called the marketing scorecard, where you talk about the things you're doing, the kind of results you expect to achieve, and the results you did achieve. And you have this on a more or less just an Excel spreadsheet that you can print out, you can provide to people, but it communicates the value of what it is you're doing and allows you to actually measure what it is you're doing to see if you're hitting the mark or if you're off the mark. But again, as a marketing leader, you need to deliver returns no matter what. You need to continuously focus on achieving that ROI. And the only way to do that is by measuring what it is you do and being able to communicate that effectively with the appropriate executives. Golden nugget number three, work only with the best. Now, striving to work with the best possible marketing professionals, both internally and externally, will boost morale. It'll give you access to new creativity, to new ideas, and it'll help you create breakthrough performance. Now, forming local partnerships is a good idea. It's a good way to get new marketing ideas and open up new opportunities, but, but the authors highly recommend looking beyond local partners and blogs, magazines, and even conferences in favor of what might be more beneficial Looking outwardly, going outside of your city, outside of your province, outside of your state, outside of your country even, to see what other individuals are doing. And the reason for that is simple, stimulus. You can see what other people are doing in different geographies. Now, we talked about this last week when creating innovations with different organizations. You can get innovations from going to other countries and seeing what other people are doing. The same is true in marketing. You might see different customer retention strategies or different customer acquisition strategies in different cities. That's why when I'm in New York, I'll tell people in New York, listen, go down to L.A. and see what people in L.A. are doing. Or vice versa. If you're in L.A., go up to New York and see what people are doing in Manhattan. Because there's going to be different approaches that people are going to take. And you could take those approaches. And as a result, your company benefits. So golden nugget number three, work only with the best. The best is all relative. The best is all relative. I think the big thing here is to, again, look outwardly for different people in different geographies and see what they're doing that's working really well for them. And in this interconnected world that we live in, it's never been easier to work with the best. Watch their videos, read their books, listen to their podcasts. You can learn a lot from using those resources. Golden nugget number four, hit the head and the heart. Marketing leaders, for the most part, are focused on creating a dynamic customer experience. The thing is, it's not only the marketing leader's job to drive that experience. Other departments are also interested in driving dynamic customer experience. And so a marketing leader should strive to energize colleagues outside of his or her marketing team to enrich the customer experience and stimulate greater company success and growth. Take, for example, if you're a company that launched a new service to your customers. Marketers are going to try to push the benefits of that service to the customers. But sales, operations, the technical team, the delivery team, they should also share the same dialogue with the customers whenever possible in order to further expand that value proposition. Now, to achieve this, a marketing leader needs to create a story for all employees to tap into and spread to customers. Now, those stories, they have to have three key things in common. Number one, heart. You have to have an inspiring vision of the future with benefits from the newly proposed service. 
Number two, the head. You need to have evidence to back up that vision, ideally from customer feedback. So from those two things, you have the heart, you have emotion, but at the same time, you have head, you have the logic. And finally, how to. You need to have relevance and feedback from colleagues. So does this make sense? Does this gonna, is this going to resonate? Is this something that you can communicate effectively? So the key here is telling a story, but a story that uses both emotion and uses both logic. Hit the head and the heart. Golden nugget number five, walk the halls. Now, I like this one because it's easy. It's simple to do, and it drives a lot of value across the organization. So once you've created your customer story, as a marketing leader, you need to spread it around to colleagues by walking the halls and talking to people directly. Now, why is that? Why is it so important to walk the halls? Well, it's because stories are best relayed in person and in active conversations and not so much communicated by email or a one-sided communication effort. Sit down with people, tell them the story, listen to their feedback, gather suggestions, hear their concerns, get new ideas they might have. And why is that important? That's important because the feedback you're getting, the stimulus you're getting, this increases your V-zone and it kickstarts momentum throughout the organization. Now again, your V-zone, that value creation zone, what that does is it just gives you more opportunities to drive greater value throughout the company. So any customer story, any customer story that you have, you need to make sure that you're driving that story forward by communicating it in person with people because there's no greater way of doing that than actually getting that story out in person. Tell that story in person. It's far more memorable, far more impactful, and I guarantee you it'll stick for a lot longer as well. So as a marketing leader, you need to walk the halls and tell those stories that you want to get out to the marketplace. Golden nugget number six, you go first. In the marketing function, you're exploring new territories all the time. You're a trailblazer. And so it's very difficult for you to get a lot of people on board who might be risk averse, who might not want to take that journey with you. So in order to gain traction as a marketing leader, you must be the initial movement behind the project. So how do you start a movement? Well, the authors give us three ways to do that. First, you need to identify the movement. So a marketing leader needs to fully understand every nuance of their project and ensure that it is based on serving customers or expanding the V-zone in some way. Number two, daring to go first by showing how the idea works. So it's the marketing leader's job to show people how the project works from the very beginning. So you have to ensure that people are walking in your shoes. You might, it might make complete sense to you, but, to out, but outside of you, you need to consider the fact that people just oftentimes don't understand how marketing works. So you need to walk them through it, step by step, how this is going to work. And finally, you need to find those important first followers. Again, this kind of goes back to a very old episode that we talked about back at episode five, Crossing the Chasm, but essentially you got to find those innovators, those very first few people who are going to take that leap with you. So by finding those first few followers of a movement, it's absolutely critical and essential to cementing a project's traction. So those followers might be internal. You might need to get internal support for that. Or external. You might need to get external support for that. So you might need to get those people internally and externally in order to gain that traction for people to start believing in it. A very simple example for you. Referral programs. A referral program by itself makes sense. A lot of companies understand how it works. However... A lot of companies may not understand how it works. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of companies do not know how it works. They don't believe that referral programs work. They think it just happens organically, that people just spread things around by word of mouth. 
Well, yes, that's true. But also you can take it into your own hands. And so if I was going to be implementing a referral program, what I would do is I would lead them through how it's going to happen step by step. So what I would do is I would do the exact same thing. I would identify the referral movement. I would talk about the importance of referrals, why we need referrals. I would go first by showing them how it works. I would create a step-by-step chart in terms of these are the steps that we're going to do in order to get us from not getting referrals to getting referrals. And finally, I would find those first few followers. This one, I would find some internal stakeholders who would support me in this effort to then again create this drive to say, listen, it's not just me who's thinking this. It's the executive team. It's executive team member A, executive team member B. They also believe in this. But don't go just internal. Go external. Talk to a few of your customers first who will provide you with referrals. Now, if you go to one or two customers and you ask them about providing referrals to you and you can prove that it actually works by just doing a small test and to see what they generate – That by itself will help you drive that movement forward. But again, it requires you to go first. It requires you as a marketing leader to do exactly that, lead. Golden nugget number seven, get the mix right. This is so important, and I think it's something that we really have to talk about as marketers. But it's absolutely critical. It's critical as a marketing leader to create a marketing team around you that's equipped with the skills necessary to solve big issues, uh, big problems that exist within the V-zone. The challenge here, though, is we believe that we can do it all. We believe that we can go online and read a blog post and understand how to do it. We believe we can watch a video and understand how to do it. It's just not true. There are so many different nuances and intricacies of marketing that we truly need to understand. And sometimes we just don't have those skills. And so getting the mix right, this golden nugget is all about drawing attention to the fact that we have gaps in our skill set. And we need to close those gaps in our skill set by finding either the right people. Now, that doesn't mean we have to hire the right people. Find the right consultants who can provide value to us. Find the right educational courses that we can sign up to. Find the right podcasts that we can listen to. Find the right mentors we can learn from. Find the right books we can read. All of these things we need to do to ensure that we are going to be as successful as possible and not fake our way through it. Because it happens far too often. And I'm telling you, marketing is a complex thing. You need to understand things like brand positioning and marketing strategy. But you also need to understand analytical skills and product development and how to read sales reports. Do you understand what it means to hit budget and not to hit budget? Do you understand these elements? And if you don't, you need to understand them. And you might not be able to understand them. So you need to work with people who will. And those people will help you become more successful. Because there's nothing worse than you trying to fake your way through a problem or a challenge that you've subscribed to that is in the V-zone and you can't quite hit it. It's discouraging for you when you miss it. It hurts your credibility when the executive team sees that you're struggling. And it doesn't help the organization overall. So everybody loses. So this is such an important point here. Get the mix right. And so the first step to getting the mix right is to just define exactly what the V-Zone challenge is for the company. And then you need to develop the team or gather the resources with the right skill set to achieve those goals. Once you've assembled your team or gathered the resources needed to be successful, as a marketing leader, you need to plan for that. So if you have a go-to-market strategy that needs to be launched, you know, end of Q4, and it's end of Q3 right now, and you have gaps in your skill set, you need to be realistic. You need to learn first, you need to test, and then you need to experiment before you can even start to go to market. Do you have enough time? Be realistic with the skill sets you bring to the table and try to fill some of those gaps by either bringing on new people or learning those skills yourself. But again, the core message here is get the mix right. 
Golden nugget number eight, cover them in trust. And I like this one because it's simple. Marketing leaders, they can create the most encouraging environment for a successful team by doing a few things very simply. Number one, keeping promises. Leaders should keep their promises to their teams to instill a similar sense of accountability. Number two, following the rules. Similarly, leaders must follow any rules, protocols, policies, procedures set by their companies so that team members will also follow them. Number three, not pretending to know everything about marketing. Now, marketing leaders, they want to act as if they know everything about everything when it comes to marketing. But the truth is they'll need to lean on their marketing teams for current trends and marketing opportunities. So don't fear being vulnerable and not knowing everything. It's actually strength to not know what you don't know and, and realizing that and then allowing your team to do research so we can find out more information. Don't lie to yourself. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Number four, fostering intimacy among team members. Now, that one kind of sounds a little funny, but marketing leaders should share personal details with their teams, ask for help from others, and share any areas in need of improvement in order to foster the greatest team morale possible. So again, it's about opening up. It's about being authentic. It's about being vulnerable. Number five, emphasizing common goals. Marketing leaders should always begin meetings by discussing common goals and focusing on current data. It's also beneficial for them to explore several courses of action so that differing perspectives and opinions are heard and considered. And finally, helping people think bigger. Marketing leaders should always search for opportunities for their teams to innovate and to grow on their own. And the reason this is important is because when their team member achieves personal success, this can only help their team grow as a result. One person grows the team grows. And so you just got to keep that up, help people think bigger about what they can accomplish, what they can do, what they're able to achieve. That's so cool. Cover them in trust. I really, really like this one, especially when you're working with a team of marketers. If you're a director, a manager, and you have coordinators under you or um, different managers underneath you, it's so important to leverage these six to help you build a really strong team atmosphere. Golden nugget number nine, let the outcomes speak. Managing performance based on achieving goals and business objectives, it's common business practice. But marketing leaders, they sometimes have a difficulty in letting the outcomes speak for performance because marketing isn't always a straight line to success. There's a lot of failure along the way, a lot of experimentation. Who says you're not allowed to celebrate failure when you try something new, when you're experimenting and it doesn't work out? Why can't you celebrate that? As a marketer, you need to celebrate that, but... Only celebrate it if you learn something. Are you measuring the effectiveness of that? Do you know if something works or if it doesn't work? Because learning that something doesn't work is also as good as learning if something does work. Now, you might not get the results you want. You might not generate the leads you want. But at the same time, you learned something. And by learning something, it makes you and your team better. If you have the opportunity to share the good news of what you're doing in marketing and the results you're achieving, absolutely let the outcome speak. But again, if the outcome isn't a positive one, at the very least, you should be sharing what your lessons were. And not only that, sharing what worked and what didn't work is important, yes, but also it's very important to share what you're doing, your targets, your deadlines, all those elements that point to performance. By ensuring that both you and your team are focused on what it is you're trying to achieve. This is the target. This is the tactics and the strategies I'm using to achieve that. Here's the expected results and here's where we are. 
if you force your team to rattle off this scorecard every single time you have a performance meeting, then that by itself is allowing your team to own up to what it is they're doing. And it creates this level of accountability from a performance standpoint. This is something I really like doing on a team, especially because it creates a culture of performance and accountability. And that cannot be ignored. It's incredibly important. So this golden nugget, let the outcome speak. Talk about your successes. Celebrate your failures as well. But at the same time, if you're not having successes, if you're not having failures, ensure that your team is staying on point by sharing their targets, sharing what they're doing to try to achieve those targets, sharing their expected results, and sharing their actual results. By doing those things, you're going to create a really strong team dynamic, and you're going to allow the outcomes to speak for themselves. Golden nugget number 10, fall in love with your world. In order for a marketing leader to inspire a marketing team, they need to feel inspired first. Just makes sense. Inspiration, it comes from a leader having intense knowledge about their own company's customers, their products, their services, and of course, their marketplace. Now, this points back to a little thing called customer knowledge. And if you want to know how to develop customer knowledge, it can be obtained by talking directly, obviously, to customers as much as you possibly can. Now, customer knowledge is one thing. Market knowledge is another. Market knowledge can be gathered by asking the following questions. How have the markets grown over time that you're in? What are the price and demand trends? What are the competitors' strategies? What strategies might competitors use that we're not using? By asking those questions of the executive team and of other people in the marketplace who know better, you'll understand a little bit more about your market. So you have customer knowledge, market knowledge, now you have product knowledge. And of course, product knowledge can obviously be collected by using the products themselves to determine exactly how they can be approved, how they can be used, certain strengths, certain weaknesses. If your company makes products, and when I say products, I also mean services, but if your company makes products and services that are not typically or easily used by marketing leaders, then a foundation knowledge can be built from spending significant time with product development teams, offering managers, um, production site teams, delivery teams. You have to understand how the product or how the service is delivered in order to truly understand that. So again, fall in love with your world, be inspired, and look for opportunities to learn customer knowledge, market knowledge, and of course, product knowledge. Golden nugget number 11, know how you inspire. Now this plays off the last golden nugget, but marketing leaders, they need to learn which of their personal traits and strengths best inspire their teams. Now marketing at its core, it's an inspiration business. And if marketing leaders, if you as a marketing leader, if you don't know how to use your skills to mobilize others, to inspire others, to get people excited about what they're doing, then you're going to ultimately fail. So to know yourself as a marketing leader is so important. And if you want to know how to do that, the authors give us three things that we need to do. First, you need to confirm what makes you tick. Marketing leaders, they need to identify what their best skills are. Which qualities are most fulfilling for them to tap into and what excites or engages them the most? Number two, find out how you inspire others already. So start by asking your friends, peers, colleagues, family members, if and when they felt inspired by you. That's a good place to start and ask how you inspired them. This is just about getting awareness, trying to understand how you inspire, where you inspire, and what you did to actually drive them to action. And finally, number three, develop your effective authenticity as a marketing leader. 
So once you as a marketing leader confirm what is most inspiring about you, that knowledge needs to be put to good use. Any inspiring traits that you have should be favored over less engaging behaviors and any uninspiring or negative qualities you have, well, need to be authentically phased out over time. So know how you inspire. This idea of inspiration is so important to the marketing role. Because like I said earlier, marketing is kind of a trailblazer activity. You're going down paths that haven't been carved yet. So you need to ensure that you're strong, that you believe in yourself, and that you're inspiring others to come along on the ride with you. And last, but certainly not least in this long marathon of a book, goal and nugget number 12, aim higher. This whole idea of leading and inspiring your colleagues and marketing teams to tackle those V-zone issues, it's very exciting doing so. Very exciting and obviously can be very rewarding. The challenge here, though, is that tackling those V-zone issues, it'll involve long hours, it'll involve a lot of learning, a lot of deadlines, a lot of pressure, a lot of trying to achieve sustained results. And so that's tough on some people. But as a marketing leader, it's your job to try and keep everyone in the company, everyone on your team, focused on the big motivational picture. And so as a marketing leader, you need to create and consistently call upon an inspiring vision that you've painted for yourself, for the company, and for your team. A good example of how to do this, a lot of marketing leaders, they write manifestos that contain the company-wide visions for the future. They can include both professional and personal goals to look back on and can be reworked as time goes on, as you learn, as you learn and grow, as does your manifesto. Now, the authors tell us that when you write your manifesto, your manifesto needs to answer three clear questions. Number one, what improvements are being made for the company's customer or the industry? Number two, what impact has been made to the business culture and its performance? And finally, number three, what difference does the company want to make to the people who matter most? Aim higher, my friends. It's going to take time. It's going to be a lot of work. You need to stay inspired. But as a marketing leader, it's your job to remain inspired. Find that inspiration inside of you and ensure that you're painting a motivational picture for your team for your marketplace, for your organization, to ensure that they see the future. And again, they're on the ride with you. And oh man, that was a long episode, you guys. 12 golden nuggets. I think that might have been a record. Maybe it was. I don't remember. But anyways, The 12 Powers of a Marketing Leader by Thomas Barta and Patrick Barwise. I like this one, guys. I like this one. A lot of good takeaways from it. Talking about some really important key things that marketing leaders need to know, need to understand, need to put into practice for themselves in order to be strong marketing leaders. This is a good book for anyone who's a marketing director, manager, anyone who's aspiring to be a marketing manager or a marketing director, or if anyone's even running the marketing function. This is also an important book for them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I enjoyed delivering it to you guys. I actually enjoyed reading this book too. And for myself, there's a lot of good takeaways from this that I will definitely be putting into practice as a marketing leader myself. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor. Go on to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. It would mean a great deal to me. So thank you in advance for anybody who does provide a review and a rating. Thank you so much, you guys. In any case, my friends, I hope you guys have a fantastic week, a productive week. And I will catch you back here next week, as usual, with a brand new book and brand new Golden Nuggets. Take it easy. Have a great week. I love you guys. 
Every time you lose at something, you're one step closer to winning the next time. The difference between successful people and not successful people, okay. let's call it that sure. way, are people give up. People wake up every morning, they have doubt, they have fear, they lose in a Ferrari race or they lose in a race, and then they just give up. The, the, the hardest thing in life to learn is to lose. Winning's easy. You win, you're happy, you get a high five, your friends are happy. It's your ability to take a loss, get up the next day, dust yourself off, and keep going. This isn't about playing basketball like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. There's guys in the NBA that are never gonna play basketball like them. This is about being able to think like a champion. Know what goes on in their heads. Understand how you can relate it to your business and whatever you do to take yourself to the next level. Remember, the mind controls the body. The body does not control the mind. What makes these guys special and successful in everything they do is not their physical gifts, it's their mental toughness. They have the ability not to think when everyone else is thinking. So what I want you to do, as soon as you open up your eyes to start the day, is to immediately start focusing on something or someone that you are totally grateful for in your life. I don't care what it is or who it is, but I want you to feel it with your heart and soul. Your only goal as soon as you open up your eyes is to be to make yourself feel good and to give yourself enough confidence to get through the day. Don't worry about what needs to be done. Think about who you have to be in order to get it done.